0: They're like, yeah, we don't think you could handle uh, the bookkeeping for our companies and have three young children. So you're done. Max out all the credit cards, refinance the mortgage a couple times, whatever it took to make us work, whatever it took. I believe God is real. I said, OK, he said, but I don't ever think he ever intended any of his children to live this way. And he's like, if we were actually being taught what we were truly meant to be taught in the church, maybe this would have never happened. $0.5 million in net. I'm not saying my ways for everyone, but my way fucking works. It started changing to be like, instead of sitting here waiting for life to happen for me and waiting for money to drop in my lap, it's, I need to take action. I need to step forward. I need to figure out what's going wrong.
1: Welcome to the Westeros Media Podcast, lessons from the ashes. We are here to tell the Phoenix rising stories coming up from the ashes to build businesses, to build personal brands, to parent, coming out all of it, the stories, of those who came from nothing and did great things we all have a phoenix rising story and i can't wait to hear yours join me every week for new podcast episodes and of course make sure you follow the show so that you never miss an episode see you soon Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the West Rose Media Podcast, Lessons from the Ashes. I am so excited for our guest today, the most amazing money guru you've ever met in your entire life, Lou Clark, who has not only changed loads of people's lives but mine in particular and she has revolutionizing how people look at their money and how to help them keep more of it and feel better about it so Lou welcome I'm so glad you're here
0: I'm so excited I got on the podcast I'm so
1: excited okay hi sorry hi. <laughs> okay so Lou we always start the podcast with a lesson or a rising from the ashes story because we've all been there numerous times and I know some of yours and I am very excited to hear you tell it so would you please grace the people with your rising from the ashes story
0: Well, let me first say thank you so much for having me on. I know we've been talking about doing this for a couple months, so I'm glad everything worked out for us to do this, this go around. I have to go back and relive. Okay. So let's start with, I was born in, no, I'm only kidding. We're not going that far back. Let's go back to, um, let's go back to 2005. I think that's a good number. That's 18 years ago. Oh my God. 2005 is 25 years old. And I had two sons, ages three and what did I have 2002? So a three to one year old is what we had. And uh job was great. I had a bookkeeping firm. My husband worked at home with that uh, with me and we ran this cute little quaint little bookkeeping firm making, you know, three, $4,000 a month back in 2005. Trust me, it was not that much money, especially when you have two little ones. Um, and I ended up having a client who asked me to come work for them, not full-time, but be more present. I think omnipresent, if I must. We need you when we need you, you need to be there kind of vibes. I was like, sure. And so they said, we'll pay you $900 a week. So $1,800 bi-weekly. So do the math, that's $3,600 a month. And in my head, I was like, oh my God, we like just doubled our income. This is insane, right? Like, oh, so exciting. Uh, The one thing was though, not that I live in a huge city. I do not live in like the city of Toronto or anything like that, but a large enough city that when I had to drive to their office, it was a good 45 minute commute both ways. And when you are charging per hour, the last thing you want to do is spend an hour and a half a day in a car. And so we ended up and we also needed a bigger house because I found out I was pregnant with baby number three. So we decided to, buy in our dream, uh, neighborhood. And that dream neighborhood was literally almost like I could walk 10 minute walk to the office. If I I wasn't going to walk, but just kind of give you how close it was. It was like three minute drive maybe. And, um, all was good. We had a bigger house. We had a bigger mortgage. Like we just went bigger. We doubled our income. Let's go bigger. We need the space. We have a third baby on the way. So we moved into that house in June of 2006 and in July of 2006, this, this, um, client called me into their office and they said, we want to discuss the accounts payable. So in bookkeeping accounts payable is who you owe money to. And I was like, okay. So I went over with my like file folders and my briefcase and I walked in and um, I should tell you a couple weeks before I told them I was pregnant with baby number three. Oh, congratulations that's great so they called me in for the accounts payable conversation and I went, sat down with my payable file and they go well wait a second and I was like okay they're like we've decided to let you go I said excuse me what now you decided what They're like, yeah, we don't think you could handle uh, the bookkeeping for our companies and have three young children. So you're done. And I said. What? Like, I'm so confused, so, so confused. And I thought maybe, okay, give me 30 days, 60 days. No, no, no. They let they made me leave all the documents there. And then they had their son uh, come to my house and pick up everything else the next day. That was something. Let's just say that was something. And so all of a sudden, we have a bigger mortgage, bigger property tax, bigger utilities, because we went from a really tiny, like 1,500 square foot home into like a 3,000 square foot home. And uh, yeah, that's where my $3 from bankruptcy story started. And so at that point, it was like max out all the credit cards, refinance the mortgage a couple times, whatever it took to make us work whatever it took because we had bills to pay like everyone else and it got to a point where I remember calling up my clients and saying hey I know your invoice isn't due till next week but can I get a check tomorrow uh I I need to buy groceries (laughs) like it was that bad and so thankfully we could pay to keep the roof over our heads but that was like it. Like our cars, we didn't owe anything on the cars because like they were old. They were just old cars. They there was no owing, but we were able to keep the um the roof over our heads with the money that came in from our company, but everything else just kept going on credit. Groceries on credit, like everything on credit. And so one day we were on our way. You know what? I always I always muddle over this part every time I tell this story. Because I have a fear of hurting someone's feelings or a fear of being judged. And I think, staff, honestly, your podcast is the most comfortable place I feel like actually sharing this part. It wasn't that I was keeping anything from anybody in my stories, but I've always kept out this one little part because I don't want to cause commotion. I don't want to cause anything, but I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna share it here. I think you're gonna give me the guts to share it here. Let's do it. So, Let's do it. It was a Sunday morning and I was pregnant, very pregnant, like seven months pregnant with baby number three. After all this happened, Sunday morning, pregnant with baby number three. We were late for church. I always say we, every time I share this story, I always say we were late. We were late for an event or an appointment because I don't want to bring this part in, but I feel comfortable enough to do that here. We were late for church. And so we stopped at, we're in Canada. So I said to my husband, look, I don't have time to feed them. Can we just stop at Timmy's, Tim Hortons, and grab them something to eat? And he was like, yeah, sure, no problem. So we stop at Tim Hortons. I go in, my debit card doesn't work. My credit cards don't work. I can't buy anything. So I walk out into the car and I'm like holding in my tears. And I'm like, I get in and I'm like, so none of the cards are working. And he goes, well, let me see if I have any change. So he pulls out and he had a loony and a toonie. So he had $3, right? A $2 coin and a $1 coin. $2, yeah, $3. He goes, this is all we got. I go, like, that's all we have. He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right. So I went in and I was able to get them an apple juice to split and a muffin to split. I remember getting back in the car and I thought, what have we done? Like, what have we done? How did this happen? Where did we go wrong? We're bookkeepers. We should know this stuff. We should know this. Like, we take care of everybody's, we don't take care of people's money. We process their bookkeeping. But for how long we've been doing it, you'd think that we would know. We had no clue. We didn't know how to operate money because our parents never told us we never knew and understand how to keep a calendar of our payments that are due or money that's coming in. We didn't know about saving for retirement. The one thing we did right is we did put away for our children's um, schooling. So our, our, our we have a uh, registered education plan and that thing's taken off. We've done that since the first day Nate was born over 21 years ago. That's the one thing we did right. Okay. That was the one we did right because my son his entire schooling is completely paid for at Western University he wants to become a chiropractor that takes money guess what I don't have to think about it I don't have to worry about it I don't have to think about it and it's the same for all all four we have four boys now the same for all of them we did that one thing right there were times when we thought about pulling that money we never did but there were times back then that we thought maybe we should pull that money. Cause that's all we had. Like, but if you pull it, there's fees and blah, 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 blah. So we didn't pull it. So anyways, I remember being in the car and I was crying. He started to cry. The boys were like, what's wrong? What's wrong? We're like, it's okay. We're just having a sad moment. And I remember looking at my husband and I'm like, I don't get it. And Roger looked at me and he goes, you know, I believe God is real. I said, okay. He said, but I don't ever think he ever intended any of his children to live this way. And he's like, if we were actually being taught what we were truly meant to be taught in the church, maybe this would have never happened. We still went to church just so you know, I I think we still (laughs) went to the church. I think we, I think we still went to church. We don't go to church anymore. We have church here. We have church. So people, sorry, I forget. People aren't watching. We have church in our heart. We have church in our minds. We have church in our energy. Whatever we believe doesn't, I don't really fully believe that matters. Believe in yourself, believe in whatever entity or higher power that you believe in. Whatever you believe is true for you. But what we knew was what we believed was no longer true for us. And that's when we decided to get our shit together. And it was interesting because we had this one client come over and she was a jewelry maker and she came over one day and she was playing with our little puppy. And she's like, how are you guys doing? She she wasn't well off, like she 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 wasn't well off. She wasn't like, oh, I've got millions of dollars. Let me teach you. It was not that kind of mentorship, guys. But she was sitting there playing with the dog on the floor and she said, How are you guys doing? And I'm like, oh right, we're, we're great. We're great. You know, the high pitched, we're great. What are you talking about? kind of vibes. And so she was like, we never told her anything, but there was a part where she said, Hey, have you ever heard of the movie The Secret? We were like, no. She's like, oh, it's talking about the law of attraction. I'm like, oh, that's got to be from the devil. That was the thought that went through my head. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, whatever you believe is true for you. But it's interesting because when we actually study the laws of the world, the law of attraction, reaping what you sow, the law of gravity, like the law of lift, they're laws. They are energetic, truth, physical laws. And so, We watched The Secret and we were like, oh, that's really interesting. And then my husband, RH, he is one of those like, let me research everything to the 59th degree to the power of seven before we do anything. And I love it. Like I'm waiting for him to, I'm waiting for him to like, I'm not going to say the word approve, but approve. Um, I want a walking pad for my office, like a treadmill walking pad. He's researching them. So I'm like, okay, let me know what else you need me to tell you. And then, so he's researching. I love it. Cause I don't have to think about this. I don't have to do anything. I just hey out here. So he went in and researched like all of the names in the movie, The Secret, not just the people who spoke like Bob Proctor, but also the names like Neville Goddard and Napoleon Hill. And he started researching all of them. And then that's when we came into the understanding that like, literally where we were in our life being $3 from bankruptcy was because of decisions we chose that created residue we currently live in. And that's where it all started changing. It started changing to be like, instead of sitting here waiting for life to happen for me and waiting for money to drop in my lap, it's, I need to take action. I need to step forward. I need to figure out what's going wrong. And the energies and the powers and the higher powers that be are going to stand beside me and support that. I now call it my higher self. I do believe I have a higher self. I have a, there's a Lou that's way further in life than I am. And she comes back and she reports to me all the time. (laughs) That's the vibe. That's the vibe of where I live now. Okay. And so um, we started understanding like the law of attraction, the law of like karma, reaping and sowing, Parkinson's law, my apologies, Parkinson's law, and like really figuring out what it was that created where we were but how to prevent it to move forward and so we did a lot of energetic work we did a lot of brainwashing to get ourselves to a space of understanding how um, this world really works how the energies really work how does manifesting really work and like I have manifesting stories galore I always forget to share them but like even to the point of manifesting like we needed a little squirt bottle. Roger wanted this little squirt bottle for something. And he was like, I don't even know where to get that. I'm like, I don't know if it's meant to be, I guess it will show up. Like that was kind of the vibe way back then. And then one of these ladies um, that I knew showed up and gave me like a little cleaning sample for my house. And inside the cleaning sample was the little squirt bottle. We were like, wait a minute, if we can manifest a squirt bottle, what else can we do here? And that's where everything just started turning. And so... I really believe the rising part came from taking complete and honest look at our lives and accepting that we were the problem. We were the problem. We were to blame. We Are we allowed to swear on this podcast?
1: Absolutely, yes.
0: Okay, so you can leave that in there because I wanted to ask. We fucked up. We didn't know. And a lot of times, all of that comes from a place of a lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you don't know. I think it's so cute that on social, people do the, um, what is it? Like, uh, if you know, you know, like the I-Y-K-Y-K. And I'm like, it should be like, if you don't know, you don't know. So I'm going to actually do one that says I-D-Y-K-Y-K, because like, mm-hmm. everybody thinks it's kind of funny and cute online, but to be honest with you it's fucking people up. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know. So go figure out and find out what you know, what you need to know. Mm -hmm. Right. And so for me, it was like, okay, I need to figure out what's happening with my finances. What's the best thing I can do. Okay. I'm going to get out a calendar. I'm going to write the amounts that come out every single day. Perfect. I'm going to also write the days that I have deposits going in every single day. Okay, cool. Like, that's not difficult, nobody taught me that, but I sat down and went, how do I do this, right? But at the same time, if I said to the world, put your hands up if you put your payments and your deposits on calendars, everybody would think I'm crazy. Yeah, until you do it, until until you do it. And then you're like, I don't even have to think about my money anymore. And I'm like, that's the point, right? So we started with that. We refinanced, we we got out of the credit card debt and it was the coolest thing because we had this like credit card company come and say, we'll give you 0% interest for 12 months. And I was like, oh, do you know what I could do with that? And I did. I consolidated a whole bunch of credit cards, put it on... Um, put it on, put it on this, like consolidated credit card, 0%. And I paid all of that off. It was like $65,000. I paid it all off in 12 months.
1: Oh my God. Um, and
0: the day I, the day before the day after I paid it off, I actually hosted a women's conference here in my city for 120 women. And it was like this cool, like energetic, like that part of my life is over. This is now what we're doing. And it was really the first time I really spoke in person. So it was really neat. Like, it's just, you look at how everything works. Um, What I will also say, though, is I chose to understand my worth in the businesses of the people I was helping. Because when I started my bookkeeping business way, way back in 1997, I was making like $15 an hour. And then in 2007, when this all was going down, we had the other baby, all this stuff was changing. I was like, we're still charging like $25 an hour, we shouldn't be charging this. And we upped it to like, $35 $35 an hour. And majority of the clients stayed. And it was like, Holy cow, we just increased our income by 30% by just charging everybody a little bit more. And everybody was okay with it. Cause it was only a couple hundred, like 20, 30, 40, $50 a month. Like it wasn't a ton for them, but big for us. And so then it came down to, if we want to go masculine and feminine energy, the masculine was building my blueprint for my business. And I've been using this blueprint since 2007. Okay, so that is like 16 years I've been using this blueprint. Well, in 2023, I decided the world needed the blueprint and now the business money blueprint is a thing And I'm sure, Steph, you'll give a link that you have for you, uh, but like $37, you learn everything that took me so long to figure out, but completely changed the trajectory of my business, which then changed the trajectory of my personal finance. Because after doing the business money blueprint and figuring that out and having that working, I then created the piggy bank plan which I still do live now, I have a whole training on the piggy bank plan, which is the personal finance aspect. So business, we start with the business money blueprint. There's so much to do in business, but then personal. Cause the one thing I found was every time I could see the money, I could, I'd spend it. Yeah. If I could see the money, if I could touch the money, if I could transfer the money, I would spend it. Mm-hmm. And so I decided I would get a piggy bank and I'd put a percentage of take home money from our business, I'd put a percentage of it in the piggy bank. And then I wouldn't touch it all year. Right. I just, it was, it was a habitual training. As much as people are like, oh, you put the money in the piggy bank. It's not making you interest. No, it's doing something better. It's teaching me a new habit that I don't need to physically see or touch or play with all of my money. And that my money can be away from me where I can't see it and it's safe and it's okay. Mm -hmm. Right. So the piggy bank plan, there's a whole piece to it, but the piggy bank plan created me such a strong habit in realizing just because I have it doesn't mean I have to spend it. Just because I have it doesn't mean I have to keep it in one account. And so going through these two systems and really then that's the masculine side from the feminine energy side, really beginning to believe in myself, beginning to create space to forgive myself. Mm -hmm. creating a place that is safe an environment that was safe for not just like me and my family and from a a financial perspective I needed to actually create a relationship with my money Mm -hmm. so I learned everything in this world is energy and everything holds energy and things that are like we call it like stagnant they don't actually have a heartbeat or energy like per se flowing through them they will they do have energy but they mirror your energy so if you feel anxious and frustrated and scared and stressed with your money that's how your money feels and that's where your money operates out of so i had to learn to like literally date my money build a relationship with my money nurture my money The best way I did that was falling in love with the minions from Despicable Me. When I realized I was the sexy-ass guru that had all of these minions that just wanted to be loved, just wanted to be told what to do, just wanted to be sent on assignment to bring something back to its owner, to its leader, and to be fed bananas, I was like, wait a minute, what if I looked at my money like minions, What if I gave every minion a dollar a job? What if every minion brought me back a return on my investment? So even like the investment in your groceries, Mm -hmm. right? Being, being at the grocery store, being grateful and, and, and saying thank you to your dollars for being able to buy you groceries. But the ROI on it is you get to cook at home. You get to fill the bellies of your family and you get choice and you get to choose what you want to eat. And I don't have to go out and like, pick vegetables out of a garden. I wish I had a garden. I know there's a lot of people who have gardens. I love that. But the fact that I can literally go to the store and like buy stuff Mm -hmm. like with money, that's incredible. So like we change, not only did I strengthen my relationship with money and I saw myself as sexy ass grew And I looked at every as minions, like to the point where I went and bought minions and put them all over my house, all over my office to keep the memory, to keep the reminder. Um, Another thing we actually did is we took $5 bills and we put them all over the house. Like I hung them, I put it like in a mirror, I put on the edge of the mirror or I put it on top of like um, a light switch because I had to get used to money just being everywhere. Mm -hmm. See, Roger came from a space of poverty, his family did go through bankruptcy, I came from a place of abundance that every time I put my hand out my palm was greased by my parents. When we got married, I tended to take his persona of money on because my way now felt hard because I didn't have parents slipping me money. But when I realized the energy of the world is like the parents greasing your palm and all you have to do is ask and show up and take action, shit happens. Money comes. And so understanding that building this strong relationship with my money as they were minions, putting money around the house so that it was just like, oh yeah, there's money. Oh yeah, there's money. Like if I walk in my office right now, there's $1,500 just sitting on a, on a, on a, um, a bookshelf. I got to put in my bank, my piggy bank. It's got to go in Gus, but it's just sitting there. And it's not like oh the money sitting there, what's going to happen to it? All the money sitting there, someone going to steal it. All the money sitting there, I have to spend it. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. There's money sitting over there. I got to deal with that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Becoming so natural with money and excited about money. That's, that's the piece. And so um, fast forward a few, I would say like doing this system for about five years or so, our $3 from bankruptcy became a million dollar net worth using the blueprint and the piggy bank plan, we were able to create a net worth. So let me explain in case people don't understand. A net worth is what you own less what you owe. So if you have $1.5 million in assets, that if you sold all of your assets and made them all into cash and you had $500,000 in debt, right? Right. Uh, 1.5 in cash, pay off all that debt of 500, your net worth is a million dollars. So when you look at net worth, you look at all the assets you own, including like insurance policies. Those are assets people forget about. If you sold all your assets and paid off all of your liabilities or all your debt, how much do you have left over? That's net worth. Okay. So now we sit here, that was both I don't even know. I can't even tell you six, seven, eight years ago, maybe now we sit here and I ran my net worth in July. My corporate year end is in June. So I always do like fun stuff. I think it's fun. Masculine energy stuff in July for my, my businesses. And this July of 2023, we're at $5.5 million in asset. Uh, Sorry, that's not right. $5.5 million in net worth. So if I sold all my assets, paid off my liabilities or my debt, I'd have $5.5 million in the bank.
1: That's amazing. So
0: this Phoenix, that's fucking Rose. Let me tell you. <laughs> and, um, November twenty. So, and I will also tell you this, um, from a business standpoint, 2020, like, let's not talk about 2020, 2021, because it's just not cool for anybody. That was really hard times. Um, Except for I will say during the pandemic with the systems I have and profit first, because I am a certified profit first professional. You're like, what's that? Go get the book. That's what I'll tell your your, 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 um, listeners profit first by Mike Michalowicz learn how to drive profit in your business, um, create, (laughs) create a company that will stack cash on your behalf. That's what I do. But between my strategies during the pandemic, when our clients could not pay, most of them were closed. Who wants to do mm-hmm. bookkeeping when you have nothing? We still stacked over $100,000 in cash in our company. with the strategies that I know what to do with, the, with all the stuff, right? So after COVID, we hit about 30K months. October, 2021 was a 60 K month. Cause now I do like, now I actually come out and say, Hey guys, I'm actually coaching. Mm-hmm. I have been a business coach since 2010 money. I wanted to wait until I hit the $1 million mark in net. Cause I wanted to, I I'm sorry, if you're going to teach money, you better have net worth. So yeah. if you want to go and learn from a money coach and they're like, sure, you can work for me. Ask them what their net worth is and see what they come back with. I don't care how much money you sell. I don't care how much money you make by selling is what I mean. I want to know your bottom. I want to know your bottom lines. I want to know your after-tax dollars. I want to know your um, net worth. But what I was going to say to you is um, October uh, October uh, 2021, I decided to go into full hardcore money coaching. That month we made $60,000 cash between all of our streams. Because I also now have 14 streams of income. Diversify, diversify, diversify. Really important. So I have 14 different streams of income, but I that 60k was hard-earned. Freaking, I call it finger dancing. I actually had to do all the typing and all the work. I looked at my husband and I said, I don't care how much I get. I never want to live a month like that ever again in my entire life. Never again will I ever live like that again. It was so much work and I burnt myself out. So we slowed it down. And in the end of 20, like with 2021 into 2022, we were making $40,000 months. And then about seven months ago, we hit $50,000 months. And we've been hanging out there for a while. November 2023, we had our first $100,000 month. And at that point, I went, what did I learn? How did I do this? What am I like now? I'm dissecting so I can Mm -hmm. do it again and do it again and teach it. And so when you look at the pregnant woman in 2006, who was holding $3 in her hand to the woman that's here now with a five and a half million dollar worth with a hundred K month in her, in her record books, by the way, in case anybody's wondering, we kept $52,000 of that money in the company. Just want to put that there. We didn't make a hundred and spend a hundred because that means you're broke. We've made a hundred and there's 52 K still in the company. I think there might even be a little bit more than that, but just to kind of give you a vibe of what that looks like. So that's the, that's my Phoenix rising story, but I do believe, I don't feel like I'm like an adult Phoenix yet. I feel like I'm still starting. Like I still feel like a baby Phoenix in a way, even though I've come so far, I still feel like I'm growing my feathers. I still feel like my beak is a little itchy. Um, and I don't know if I've actually like flown from the nest yet And like, meaning I've come so far because I feel like the birthing process, like the, the creation of the Phoenix rising, that whole process is so in depth and so huge and energetic that I feel like I still, I feel like I'm an adolescent Phoenix. Maybe that's it. And I'm just, I haven't, I haven't flown yet. And people are like, well, look how much you've done. I'm like, you've seen nothing yet. I haven't <laughs> even spread my wings. Up. And, that, like crazy. and that scares the fuck out of me to think what could be like, what's next? How much bigger? What does this look like? Cause the dreams mm-hmm. and the desires and the aspirations I have are just so big. I am all about serving the community, always over delivering. And my integrity is everything. And mm-hmm. in the midst of all this, I just want to fucking play. I I just want to play. I just want to have fun. I just want to play people look at my pricing for my coaching and mentorship and my trainings. And they're all like, you're nuts that you only charge that. I'm like, yes, go think I'm nuts because, and I said this in a mastermind and one of my clients grabbed it and made it into a graphic. And I was like, I said that she's like, you totally said it. And I said, um, I'm not saying my ways for everyone, but my way fucking works. That's the, that's the quote of 2023 for Lou. And so at that point, I'm like, my shit does work. Mm -hmm. This stuff works. This stuff works.
1: So yeah, that's kind of like, I'll leave it for you. I love this. I love this. And like when I first, I don't know, came across you was the business money blueprint. And at the time I was paying so much money for business mentorship. And every time I asked about money, it was like, oh, no, that doesn't matter. No, just, just think good thoughts. And if you're not thinking good enough thoughts, it's because you don't have any feminine energy. And I was like, no, I need help. Like I need help with money. And they're like, no, 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 it doesn't matter. So I felt like the biggest failure in the world. I was like, I'm the only person in the world who pays for so much business coaching. And I wasn't getting coached and I wasn't doing well. I had a couple of flukes. It went pretty good. And then it, absolutely shit the bed. And then I felt like it was all my fault. And I came from, you know, like the entire time I was married, we were paycheck to paycheck, like every month. Like I never, never knew stability. Neither of us knew a thing about money. We bought a house and then we just won it. We were living like not just paycheck to paycheck, but like overdraft max to overdraft max. Like it was horrible. Mm -hmm. And I felt like such an idiot. And then I took the business blueprint. I was like 37 bucks. This probably won't like be anything. And it was like the best money I've ever spent in my entire life. And (laughs) seriously, I, after the first call, Lou, I literally sobbed. I just sat there and I cried and I thought, this is what I've been needing. Like I could have saved myself fucking a year and a half and 40 grand if I could have just done this. And then I had to just be really, really like so ruthless. And like, I I took my calendar here. I brought it along. I use purple and green because red seems really aggressive to me. So I do purple. That's
0: exactly right. I'll tell you something in, in the financial world, red is negative. Like we write the negative numbers in red. So I love that you said that because a hundred percent, the energetic behind red in finances is not pretty.
1: Yeah. So I literally, and I used to hide it and now I have it beside my desk where I can see it because I'm not afraid of it anymore. And it seems like such a small thing, but literally everyone I know is like struggling with money and doesn't know what to do. And they feel so much shame about it. And then you like, when you're hanging out with people, you like kind of joke about how it's impossible to make a living, but nobody actually says, well, how do we make a living? Like nobody sits down and says, well, well, what is the solution? Everyone's just struggling mm-hmm. and hiding behind closed doors, crying about how horrible it is and how much shame they feel. And nobody's fixing it. And now I feel like, oh my God, like I have, I have a plan. Like I have a plan. And like for the very first time, I did my money date this morning, like you teach. And I have enough money in my operating account that I literally looked at it instead of being like, what can I spend this on? Or there isn't enough. I thought, how can I use this money to grow my business? That was the first mm-hmm. time I've ever done that, Lou. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, oh my God, God, I grew up. And I also opened up my little kitty cat piggy bank this morning and I have a stack of fucking cash for Christmas. And I'm just going to go to some local places and make it rain that cash. And I'm done with Christmas. And I'm like, shouting the shit from the rooftops because I've never felt like this. Like literally January of this year, I laid on my bed and I had a horrible thought of, I would rather do terrible things and end this than disappoint someone who isn't actually supporting me by missing a payment. And that is the lowest, lowest thing. Cause I was like, I went through the fire already. Like I destroyed my family to be who I am. And now I'm like back here. Relying on somebody who doesn't care about me, all because of money, and I felt so broken. And then, you. <laughs> and you like legit changed my life. And then I did the prop first thing, and I have a fucking account with profit in it in my business. Yes, like, you do. <laughs> I feel yes, so you bougie do. every time I open up right. my bank account because it's literally labeled profit. Like the bank lady was like, Shh, "Oh, what's this?" I'm like, "Oh, it's profit." She's like, "Oh, you're profit." I was like, "Yeah, you want to look at it? Let's
0: look at it too." Fucking <laughs>
1: profit. It's, it's orgasmic. It
0: is. Like, that's the whole point. I want people to go from fear, stress, discomfort, um, failure. I know people have wanted to commit suicide over their numbers. I want you to go from that to like, this is hot. This is sexy. Like. makes me wet like this is orgasmic this is the way it's supposed to be this Mm -hmm. is the way it's supposed to be this is the way it's done this is the way it's like oh we're friends we're friends we're so like money is friendly. Like money is exciting as we're talking. Uh, I just wanted to message my assistant, let her know where we're at in this whole thing that we're doing right now. And someone I don't know just went and bought the business money blueprint as we're talking. And I'm like, someone's just about to change their lives. Oh my God. Because to me, it's not about the money. Like I, I, I have learned in business that The energetic the the exchange of money is an energetic exchange for the person who's doing the exchange. I'm simply the receiver of delivering the goods. But the the money exchange is between that person and their future self. Mm -hmm. And I get to reap the benefits of holding that exchange for them.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: If I was really out to get the money, business blueprint would not be $37. No. I want to change the world. I want to change the world. I want it to be a thing. I want it to be big. I want it to be beautiful. I want people to be excited about their money because the moment that we stop focusing on what money we don't have and how it's going to come and how am I going to pay bills? The moment we can stop focusing on all of that is the moment that our lives change, our businesses change, our bank accounts change. Because when you're thinking about everything you don't have, you're actually manifesting more of what you don't have because what you think about comes about. So people Mm -hmm. always say to me, Lou, I'm trying to manifest money, but it's not showing up. I'm like, what words are you using? Oh, I, I, I'm manifesting $1,500. I need $1,500. I want $1,500. I want what I don't have. It's like, no, that like, you're just calling more of, and it's the energy and emotions you have with it. So if you're calling forth manifestation, through that type of energy, you're calling from lack. So all you're going to do is create more lack.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When we can just kind of go, hey, money, you're hot, you're sexy, do my money date. Yep, now I see where I'm at. Ooh, kind of went left there. How do we fix that? Oh, we're going to do a little bit of math here. We're going to move this here. Okay, great. Maybe I need a cash injection. Maybe I do need to sell something to get a mm-hmm. cash injection. We know. But once we know, I go, oh, great, perfect, thank you. Now I can go on my the rest of my life. Like I want you to think about it, Stephanie, before the blueprint, how often do you think about the money you don't have and the stress?
1: It's 17 times an hour. And now? Oh, like never. I, well, not never, way less. I now, yeah. I, I have, like, I know when I'm going to talk about it and when I'm like with myself, because I'm the only person in my business, but like, it takes that weight off. It's like, it's like knowing you have therapy. You can just like Put it there and come back to it, and then it frees up so much other time for like fun things, you know. And like now, I get to teach my kids it. Like we're saving up for a trip, and John, he's like grilling me. John's like super. He's like all about the numbers. He's like, "So what percentage of the?" Because I explained to him the profit first thing. He's like, "Interesting." So like, what if you don't have enough money? He had like so many questions, and I was like, "Hold on, I got to ask." Yes, I don't actually know this. Particular question, but now he's like, "So, what percentage are we going to put into the thing?" And I was like, "I don't know." Like, let's talk about it. Let's let's figure out how much we would need. And I'm like talking to my kids about money, and I'm not. Every time they used to ask for something, I would say, "I'm not making money," and I would scream at them, and I get so defensive and so full of shame because I would be like, "I'm not making enough," and you asking for something is showing how bad of a mother I am. And now I'm like, I don't know. Let's figure it Ooh. out.
0: Ooh.
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I felt, especially because I felt it extra because I was like, I, I did this. I, I said, I want to be on my own. And then I had to fucking prove that I could do it. And I was so yeah. scared. Cause I was like, what yeah. if I can't, what if I ask for a divorce and then I can't make it on my own? What am I going to do? I can't go running yeah. back you tell me to fuck myself. I mean, it's amazing, but you know what I mean? Like, I know. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I had, I have this extra weight of like, if I can't make this money on my own and be a boss bitch all on my own, then what does that say about the life choices I've made? Like, was it worth it? And it was so scary. And now I can just say, Hey, I don't know. Like, let's, let's look at this. And then Natalie was like, well, I don't really like hot lunch. It's like a little fundraiser for school. We buy like pizza or whatever. She's like, yeah, can yeah. we take my money from that and put it towards our trip? I was like, yes, yes, we can. So she's oh not getting gosh. pizza. And I'm like, we're just figuring it out together. And like, this is how we yeah. can learn.
0: Yeah, yeah. In 2024, I'm going to do a program on kids and money. It's oh. coming. It's been brewing for a while Can't and I have a big big project I want to launch maybe at the end of 2024. I don't want to talk too much about it, but as much as my heart is in business money, like money in the businesses and it always will be and I'll always be there to support and do the thing. there's a there's the mama's heart mm-hmm. and I really want to teach parents how to teach their children but I also want to teach the children directly. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what honestly 2025 holds. Like that's how far ahead we're thinking. I'm thinking 2025, 2026 already. And it's the end of 2023. And so there's some really cool things coming, but the whole point is, is like when we take, so are we an ostrich or are we an eagle? I love this analogy. I I was, it was delivered to me through higher power, through the energy, through the pipeline, as Lou calls it in her programs. Um, and when Lou talks in third person, it's usually the higher self coming through. I didn't realize I did this until recently. People are like, Oh my God, we love when you talk in third person. And I was like, I do that. And I went back and listened to a training when I was saying Lou is this and Lou does this. Yeah. yeah. That was not me. Like it's coming through me, but it wasn't me. And I was like, Holy crap. When whole higher self comes through, it literally like talks as if I'm not even in the room. Like, Oh, Lou is this and Lou does that. So it's the cutest thing. But, um, there is a part of me that really, really wants to teach, teach the kids because they are our future generation. And my kids have a shit ton of money. Like I look at my kids and I'm just like, damn, You actually did what I said you should do. Like my one son runs the piggy bank plan in his own way. Take what Mm -hmm. I do, shift it a bit in his own way. And uh, he came up to me a few months ago. He goes, so I just filled a piggy bank. Do you have another one? So I gave him my little blue one and I gave him that one. He's like, this ain't going to take long. I'm like, then we'll buy you another one. But he's just filling piggy banks full of $5 bills. Like he's a server. So he gets a lot of five. So he's just decided to put all of his $5 bills Inside of a piggy bank. And so in the end, oh, ostrich to evil. Well, that's what I was gonna tell you. So I came back. Circle back. See? Circle back because the energies want me to tell you this. Most people in this world, in this life, are ostriches. They have their head stuck in the sand with their asses up in the air. Yeah. Everybody's kicking their asses as they walk by, literally kicking the ass. And they're like, what the hell just happened? Or we're kicking our own ass. We get kicked in the ass, we pull our heads out and go, what the hell just happened there? But my, my, my mission in this world for women in business is to take you from an ostrich and transform you into an eagle where you soar about above the, you soar above everything. You soar above the clouds, you soar above your entire forest, you know, the whole forest for the trees, Mm -hmm. like wording, you soar above that, you're no longer stuck in the forest trying to figure out the shit. You're, you have your wings spread the full six, six feet and you mm-hmm. are literally soaring above everything and you're like, I fucking got that, I fucking got that, I got that, oop, that needs a little bit of help. Let's go swoop down, get that help and let's soar back up again. Like at what point do we want to stop being the ostriches who have our heads in the sand where we are continually being kicked in the ass, whether it's by us or other people or life circumstances, like you have to choose to pull your head out of the sand. I can't. So anybody who feels like I'm not looking at this, Mm -hmm. I don't want to see it. I'm just going to pretend it's not there. You're an ostrich. Yeah. If you're afraid to open your bank account, you're an ostrich. If you're afraid to have bookkeeping done or even look at your bookkeeping, you're an ostrich.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I'm standing right there going when you're ready. Yeah. Like I'm literally looking down at you going when you're ready, I'm here because I figured my shit out and now I'm teaching it. And that is something that is not always done in the, in the financial coaching industry. It's like each to their own. But when I hear a university has like, Oh, I'm going to university to take a, to get a business degree. My first question is, who are the profs? Have -hmm. they actually owned a business? Why are we going to pay $35,000 for four years of university to learn from someone who's actually never had a business? Yeah. Like why are we going to, I think business coaches are great. I love a lot of my clients are business coaches. I love going to business coaches. I have a few of my own. My business coaches are specifically in different areas of my business. I have a digital product business coach, my membership business coach, my Facebook ads. She's all one. Then I have my personal energy business coach that also helps me with me mentoring my private clients, Mm -hmm. right? Like people who go to a business coach thinking they're going to get money, financial trainings is not going to happen. They're going to teach you how to sell. They're going to teach you how to post on social. They're going to teach you how to regulate your energy. They're going to help you come up with, with, uh, products offers containers but go to them and say I got a hundred thousand dollars this month what do I do with it they're gonna go I don't know Mm -hmm. I know I know Lou knows what we're doing with it I told you you bring a dollar into your business I know what to do with it yeah and you've and you've proven that one person that did my profit first one-on-one she told me um this week that her income less all of her expenses and paying herself in October, she had $12 left after doing profit 1st 101 with me for nine days. Guys, we did a nine day thing. It wasn't even a huge thing. It was a quickie. Mm-hmm. We did nine days in profit first for, um, November, 2000. So October, 2023, she had $12 left over November, 2023 after spending a week with me after her income and her expenses, She's now a twelve hundred dollar bottom line. Like she has twelve hundred dollars left over. She's also in my mastermind. That's why I So I'm like, wait, hasn't been a week? But what she learned in Profit First 101 helped her get this, and she went from twelve dollars in October to twelve hundred and eighty five dollars in November. Amazing. And people might go, well, that's not a big number. Oh yes, it is. Thousand, you thousand times your number. What are you talking about? And I just put a post on my social yesterday that says just because you made a million dollars and spent a million dollars, it doesn't make you a millionaire. It makes you broke. Mm -hmm. At what point do we realize it's about what you keep Yeah, and you can still spend money. I still spend money. I spend, I think like six or $7,000 a month on mentorship. I always, I spend like 10%. My goal is my mentorship is no more than 10% of my income. That's, Mm -hmm. that's like the rule for me. Everybody's different depending on where you're at. I've been in business for 28 years. I I mean, if I was making $10,000 a month and I I was new or $5,000 a month and I was new in business, I'd probably have a larger stack to coaching and mentorship. If it's with the right coach and the right mentor.
1: That's, that's the thing. It's gotta be the right thing. And I think the biggest thing that I realized from when I took the business money blueprint is that I didn't feel like a little shithead, like every other, right. Like every other coaching training thing I was in, I felt like the little guy who was being chastised for being dumb and not having the right energy. And someday I'll catch up. And with you, I felt the exact opposite. I felt like I can actually do this. And I think the biggest thing is people are like, oh, well, that might work for them, but I'm in a different situation. I can tell you it will work you have to start though. And that's the scary thing is like, yeah, yeah, people are like, Oh, well that, that wouldn't work for me. Cause like I've said to a couple of people, Oh, I started doing profit first. I'm like, Oh, must be nice for you. That would never work for my business. I'm like, okay, you're right. If you think it won't work, it won't, but it will. (laughs)
0: You know what? I have accountants that think we're baloney the whole, like, oh, profit first. Oh, sale because in the accounting world, sales minus expenses in the business world, too. Sales minus expenses equals profit. Mm-hmm. Well, what we do in profit first is sales minus profit equals expenses. Yeah. Right. And people are like, whatever. And I'm like, dude, it works. Like, yeah, it just works. This shit that I teach works if you work it. So if someone comes to me and goes, that won't work for me, I say, you're right. Mm-hmm. And I move on you want to do work. You come into my world. We'll do work. I have people come into my world and they don't do anything. They just like to sit and listen. And that's totally cool. The people who go, I want to fucking do this. I want to get, I want to get this done. The business money blueprint. If you do a little bit every single day, it might take you a week. Oh yeah. And it's funny because the one person that I, um, she got the business money blueprint out of like, like she didn't want it. She's like, I don't want to do this. Oh. 28 trainings. Oh my God. Like, and I'm like, listen, they're all under 10 minutes. They're, they're not, short. yeah, but this so much work. Blah blah, blah blah And then she messaged me and she goes, Oh my God, I started the business blueprint and I was only going to give myself 20 minutes. She goes, I've been in here for four hours. <laughs> this is so much fun and you're entertaining. And this is just like, how is this even possible that this is work? And I'm like, yes, yes. Yeah. That is everything right there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So good. So good. Oh, usually at this point in the podcast, I ask if somebody is in the ashes, what should they do? But I think we've explained that very, very well. And I just want for anybody who's listening, who thinks, Oh, like, but my thing is worse. Like my situation is worse. It's not. I promise you it's not like, just take a deep breath, look it in the face with the help like you don't have to do it by yourself because that's the thing is Mm -hmm. I used to like sit down with my budgets and look at everything and then like I had no idea what I was doing and I just basically like just wallowed in my own shame and then didn't do anything and that's not helpful but this this is so thank you Lou for being on the podcast you are fucking amazing life changer of the world I know Oh, no, Molly. Thank, oh, I mean, like, <laughs> thank you. Accept so that and run with it. Um, so so if thank everybody you. wants to find you, I will link. You want them to come to Instagram? Is that you want to go? Yep. Okay. Always okay, So the Lou Clark on Instagram, and I will put the link to the business money blueprint in the show notes and the yes. Instagram, 37 bucks. Like, come on, that's cheaper than McDonald's you can do this.
0: Yeah. Just, just give up McDonald's for two days or like, don't go yeah. to Starbucks for three days. Like you yeah. will have more money for Starbucks at the end of the blueprint than what you started with. Like, yeah. it's so good. Stephanie, so thank good. you so much for having me. I'm just so honored. I get to share with your community. And like, the one thing you said is like, no one's in a worser, uh, like a worse place than someone dude, if you make a million dollars and don't have money or you make a thousand dollars and don't have money, guess what? You're on the same playing field because you don't have money. Or yeah. if you're like, Hey, I'm pretty good with my money, but I think it could be better. Everybody could always be better. Yeah. So it's not like I'm good. I feel great. But what if there's something else you could do? What if you could level up? What if you could rise from more ashes? What if you could rise greater and quicker and faster and go forward further faster in your life and your business because you learned one little tweak? That's where the magic happens.
1: Yeah. Oh, thank you so, so much. Okay. Everybody, thank you for listening. Share this fucking episode because everybody needs it. And make sure you come back next week for more amazing guests and ashes rising. I love you all dearly and I'll see you next time. Hey, I'm Stephanie Rose and I am the host of the West Rose media podcast. Lessons from the ashes. Make sure you follow me on Instagram and on threads and on TikTok and all the places. My handle is at West Rose media. Check out my website too. There are so many resources for people just like you, people who are climbing out of the ashes, ready to make a new life. I got you, babe. Make sure you follow along. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. That way you never miss an episode.